Hi, friends and awesome moms. What you're about to hear is a conversation I had with my mother, which reflects our last class. I brought up some of the questions that came up in our awesome mom session in order to further our understanding, gain more clarity, and perhaps fill in some gaps. My mother, Mrs. Horowitz, is a parenting expert. She's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore and has done a pretty good job herself. She's also graciously shared her curriculum with us. I hope that our little rehash will help us continue in our pursuit of awesome momness. And with that, Ima. Okay, so we started the topic of love, loving children unconditionally. And a question came up from one of the mothers in the group um, after we were discussing um, telling our kids, you know, I love you throughout the day, throughout different um, 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 points, you know, um, special moments. We, I love you before they go to school, when they come home, before they go to sleep and this. And she she was saying and she was saying that using the term often puts the puts the puts the idea in their head and it's, and it's a nice good feeling for them but then when there's a and it's usually revolved it usually surrounds a positive experience you know leaving the house on a good note bye have a good day i love you you know going to sleep things like that but then the kids turn it around, and when there's a negative experience, they use that term, and they say, "You don't love um, me." You don't, lo- yeah, you don't love me. You're doing mm-hmm. that because you don't love me. Um, and they use the term a lot, and it got it got me thinking of um, an interesting thing, which is that sometimes when we think about love, we think of it as like a feeling. You know, you feel love for someone, but when we look through the topic. Um, for sure in the class, but in general, when you think about the topic, most of what love is, is, is like, is action based. You know, you, you don't feel love, you, you give love or receive love. So it was an interesting, it was an interesting, um, it's an interesting perspective. Um, and it gets you thinking about why it, sh- it needs to be said so much um, and talked about so much when it's really an action word. So that so that's so that's where we that that's what we were talking about. We were talking about you know how is it something that we need to tell the kids often, or is it something that we just um, that we just show? Is there a balance? Like most things are going to be a balance, but then I was telling her about my experience. I said you know in our family we didn't use the term love so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. It wasn't talked about so much, but. I didn't really have any time in my life when I doubted if I was loved by my parents. Um, and I think that it was because it was shown in, in the way of commitment. That's how I experienced love. I experienced love in, in the way of commitment from you and Abba. And I knew, I knew that there was never a time that I would be on my own or, or, not, ca- or not cared or thought about or you know admired. And that's how I experience love. And and now as an adult, I think about, I, I, I get to know people and the way other families work. And, and sometimes there's a lot of I love you's going on, but there's in the same families a lot of doubt. You know, she loves me today, doesn't love me tomorrow. Even as adult children, you mm-hmm. know, will have that. So I guess my first question is, um, 
how, uh, the balance, like, like how do we find the balance of, um, it, like how, to, to what extent should we express to children our love for them? Is there a way we can figure, figure out the balance? So, um, so it's an excellent question. Um, I think things have changed since, um, since, since I was a child. Um, the term I love you was almost never used when I was growing up. Almost never. Now, you know Bubby, and you know how much she loves her children. I don't ever remember her using those words to this day. Okay? Now, that could be debated whether or not that's a good thing, whether that's a bad thing. It could certainly be debated. But um, it's not saying it doesn't make it so, first of all. Okay? Like you're saying, you know people that, um, that they say, I love you all the time. And you know, you know that that's not, that's not necessarily the relationship that they have. Okay? Um, it is important, especially nowadays, to say, I love you. But it's, it's, it, if I had to choose between saying I love you and showing love and being unconditionally loving, there's no question that the more important thing is being unconditionally loving. That's what's important because that's what, that's what conveys love. You can say something, it doesn't make it true. Okay, so let me go for a minute, just for a minute, to the Vilna Gone, and we can go to this. Um, we can talk about this for a very, very long time. But I just want to give you the the Rashi Prakim. The Vilna Gone says there's four reasons why a person feels loved. Now, before I say that, let me jump ahead, jump behind a minute, and say that the word in Hebrew for love is Ahava. The Shoresh for Ahava, Ahava is have. Have means to give. Love is. Felt by giving. That is the showresh of love. When a child feels given to in many different ways, which we'll see what the, the, the Vilnagon talks about. Um, when a child feels taken care of, when they're given a sense of security, when their needs are met, then the child feels loved. If I say I love you and then I have nothing to do with you, then it's, it's, it's meaningless words. Okay? So the Golan says there's four ways that you give to a child that the child feels loved. The child feels loved when they get physical pleasure. So you give them to nurse, right? When you finish nursing your baby and they just look at you with those eyes, like they feel loved. They were just given sustenance, right? Okay, so it goes mm-hmm. from nursing to, to Shabbos treats, to, to a good supper, to the, the blimpses that I love that you make, whatever it is, I give you pleasure, um, I, 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 I take you on vacations, I, whatever it is, I give you pleasure. When I give you pleasure, that's giving love. You feel loved. So that's the first thing that Gvon says. Second thing he says is that we love someone who helps us to be who we can be, right? So we help our children to develop their talents, to study for school, to, to work on their friendships. We help them be who they can be. That, that, tell, that shows love. Again, that's giving to a child. Hi, Abba. I'm on, the, I'm on with Adol. Okay? So that's, that's the second. The third, I'm going through these very quickly. You can talk about mm-hmm. these a lot. Third was right. we love someone in whom we recognize good midos. Right? We recognize that they have good qualities, and we love that about them. So 
we give them, um, so how does that have to do with give? Because we, we give them um, compliments. We give them feedback because, oh, I saw the way you treated your, your friends. I saw the kindness that you had. I saw that gvura. You controlled yourself. You didn't hit your sister. So, so you give compliments. You give feedback because I see those, the, the, that you are good. You have goodness in you. So I love you and I give you compliments. I, I give you um, feedback on your good behavior. And the fourth one is, the fourth one is, we love some for no other reason other than we feel that they love us. It's reciprocal. I feel loved. I kamayim panim el panim can leave adam adam. When I feel loved, I give love. So, can I um, interrupt you for a second? Sure. I'm having a hard time following the receiver and the giver. The, we're, we're talking about the four ways that a child feels love. When he's right. given these four things. So he's given the physical pleasure. He's given the, um, the he, ability the to become himself. Right. The assistance in, in reaching his goals. Right. So this, is the, so this is for the child. The child is feeling, is feeling right. the love in these four ways. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Just clarifying that in my head. Now, it, so it seems very simple to create a loving relationship especially with children. But there, ha- there are preconditions for these things to happen. And there's where chinuch is, is very, very important and very often is lacking. Okay? The first one is that we have to be someone who feels gratitude. If I love you because you're giving me pleasure, so then I have to be a grateful person. If, I, if, if I'm egocentric, and everything's coming to me, and I have no gratitude, it's not going to develop love. So a prerequisite for a child feeling loved is they have to be a, 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 a grateful person. They can't be an ingrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the biggest needos that we, that we need to help our children to develop. Um, a Jew, right? A Jew is, you named your baby Yehuda. Mm-hmm. A Jew is a grateful person. Right, Bishvil Spiral Kim, Bishvil Rachis, Bishvil Rachis, Bishvil the um, uh, Bikurim, Bishvil Bikurim. Oh, right, Bikurim okay. show gratitude. Okay, we are Jews. Jews are grateful. So one of the first things, one of the we have to in order to to be to be able to um, to to feel pleasure and to 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 love because of that pleasure. It involves being grateful. Um, someone assist, assists me in my goals. I have to be a grateful person if I'm lacking in gratitude. So those first two things are not going to help me to feel loved or be able to give love back. Um, the second thing is we have to have goals in our life. If I don't have goals in my life, so it's a difference that you're helping me, right? Mm-hmm. This is less of, a, of an issue for most people. Most people that grow up in basically healthy homes have goals and they want to accomplish something. Although so the in our child generation, needs it's to not have so a goal. Much. The child, child needs to has have goals in order right. to, to, to feel that, that someone's kind. helping me receive. Right. And okay. someone's helping me do that. Um, 
another thing is that we can't be so preoccupied with our own egos that we fail fail to see the qualities in others, right? If we, we love someone in whom we recognize their qualities, so, and this is, you know, if a parent is so egocentric that they're not seeing the qualities in their children, um, then they're, they're not going to, they're, they're not going to show love for, for in that way. So um, that, that is a prerequisite that's, that's necessary. A person can't be egocentric. Otherwise, they, they can't recognize the qualities in others and they, um, we don't send that, those messages of love, of, um, of uh, praise, which, you know, of um, um, compliments, those types of things. We're not going to send love in that way because we're too busy focused on ourselves. But the last one um, is is very is extremely important for all parents to understand. I mean, they're all important, but the the last one especially. We said that we love someone for no reason other than we feel that that they love us, right? In order for a child to fall into that category, they have to believe that they're lovable. They have to feel worthy of being loved. They have to have a sense of importance, which is all the things you've spoken about, right? You spoke about a sense of importance, a sense of a healthy sense of a belonging. Um, all of those things come to fore when it comes to loving. If they don't feel a healthy sense of belonging, if they don't feel um, a sense of importance, if they don't feel lovable, they're not going to be able to receive that love. We've all come into contact with people that no matter how much you shower love on them, it's like Teflon, Mm-hmm. They they don't let it penetrate because because they don't they don't feel worthy they don't feel they've been put down so much they've been called criticism call it put downs call it negative interactions on such a level and it could be neglect and abuse also of course and that then it becomes a very serious situation but if right. if if they 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 don't feel lovable then it's very difficult for them to receive that love. And to give it in return because they they don't believe that they can be loved. Um, so getting back to your original question, of course it's important to say the words "I love you." In this day and age, things have to be expressed, and people need need to hear it. But if I love you in a vacuum is is worse than meaningless. Like, don't tell me you love me because your actions don't show. You know, actions speak louder than words. Your actions do not show that. So it has to be the two things together. They're not, the one is not, they're not mutually exclusive. Right. For sure we should say it, but of course it has to be followed up and constantly the giving has to be there, the ava, the giving of love. And giving of love doesn't mean we give them everything they need. I'm sorry, give them everything they think they need. It means giving them what they actually need. Um, you know, and sometimes when they say, turn to you and say, you don't love me and you do that, of course, because they don't understand that children need limits, they need boundaries, and they need discipline, and they, that gives them a sense of security. That's one of the most important things parents can give to their children. I, I know best. I'll, I'll say to parents sometimes, like, even if you don't know the answer, tell your child you do, because that gives the child a sense of security. At least my mother knows what's going on here. Right. I'll tell you a quick story. A few weeks ago, maybe it was even eight weeks ago already, um, there was a complete lockdown of Bessiaco because they heard shots fired 
um, within the vicinity of the school. So we went into an immediate lockdown. Now, it really had nothing to do with the school. And, and, but I had no idea what was going on. How would I know? I was in school like everybody else. I was in the building. So I, I, we went into lockdown, everyone into their classrooms. I kept saying, this has nothing to do with ACACO. We're just following procedures. Everything is fine. And I kept saying that over and over to keep calm. And it did, it did spread calm. Inside, I was, I was a nervous wreck. I had no idea what was going on outside. People are shooting. Like, who in the world? Like, what the heck is going on? Right? right. But the fact that I, I was able to keep calm and tell them, everything is fine. There's nothing to do with Siaco. We're just following procedures. Just go into your classrooms and close the door. That's it. And stay there until you get the all clear. So parents have to do that also because we're, in, especially with little children, when, when difficulties are happening or, or, you know, or even, even if not, you know, you're just telling them something they have to do, even you're not sure hundred percent, tell them this is what we're doing and this is the best thing for our family. And that's it. And then find out for sure if it is and, you know, change things accordingly. Right. Interesting. I do want to say you. another thing. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, it reminds me when we went into, um, when we got that siren, it, it's, there hasn't been rockets in a long time, but there was, mm-hmm. there was, maybe it was mm-hmm. a year ago and we all went into the room and, you know, our oldest is particularly of the nervous kind. Um, and we put on the music and she kept asking us questions, but like perceived from our relaxed shoulders that like, we were just going to hang out for a few minutes and everything was going to be fine. Right. Exactly. So, it exactly. was like the kind of thing that could have gone both ways, but right, right. Um, I do want to just you're talking about love and you're talking about giving. Um, one of the things that was on the um, the list of things to do, I, I don't recall exactly which which um, the five things to to give a healthy sense of belonging. You've done that already. Um, yeah. Okay, so one of the things was um, to spend time with each child. Oh no, we didn't get to that yet. Okay. Okay. I'm ju- I just want to point out again that especially in the world that we live in today, our children are usually raised in larger families, um, even more than two. It's, it's, it compared to the rest of the world, that's a large family. Three, four, five, six kids is a significant number of children where children do not feel that sense of um, individuality. And I think it comes under individuality. Um, Mm -hmm. To spend time one-on-one with children does send that message that you are an individual, you are important, you are special to me, which is a very, very important thing. Also, we go; they go to schools that are very large, you know, um, where they're they're not necessarily their individuality is not necessarily applauded. That's something that we that we need to do to send that message of love, uh, individual love, right. It's just, um, the more you're talking about like the different kinds and the different ways, the more I'm like even doubting if there's any place of this, of the, of the, of the phrase, I love you, because it just become, it it seems to me so vague, um, in that if you're giving these, any one of these four categories, you're giving something more specific. It reminds me of a different conversation we had about the, you know, short, specific, sincere, like about praise, but not, not even just with praise. It's just in, in general, if I'm talking about giving you something, some, you know, something yummy or there's, there's a more specific way to say, I love you that, that, that is just that it's more specific. It's not, 
It's not vague and, and can be turned around. You, I love you. You don't love me. Like, as in like, this is up for discussion. Once you use a, a, a phrase, it become, it, to, it would seem to me like it becomes up for discussion. You know, I hear what you're saying, but in the world that we live in, that's so touchy feely and we do live in a very touchy feely world. Um, I, I a little bit changed my, my tune on this. I think 10 or 15 years ago, I would have said, yeah, you don't have to say it. Um, I think, I think a lot of kids do, do, it's important for them to hear it. You just have to make sure that it's, that it's demonstrative as well. In other words, it's not just the words and it shouldn't be said that often, you know, you could, you could say, do you know why mommy made this for you? Do you know why I made this soup specifically for you? And they'll say, because I know you love me. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, because I love you. Or I was shopping today and I saw this and I thought of you. I just had to give it to, right. get it for you. You I know, something like that. I, I was thinking about you more mm-hmm. than, you know, right. I made this because I was thinking about you and I know, and I know that you like this better. I don't know mm-hmm. to me that, but. Um, it's more um, meaningful. It's interesting. It is. And that, that to, in, in our house, that's turned around like. Um, you weren't thinking about says, me. You weren't. Were you thinking about me when you made supper? Because I don't like this. <laughs> so and you then, know that no matter what you do and no matter what you say, they are going to turn it against you. Right. That means they're thinking. That's not a bad thing. It's not such a bad thing. It's not such a bad thing. They're thinking. They're developing. They're developing their own sense of identity. Yeah, yeah, they're going to turn it against you, and it's fine. And don't let it get to you. Don't make it a power struggle. Of course, I was thinking about you. What do you think? Of course, I love you. Don't ever say right. anything. Don't do not go there. Just smile and give them a kiss. I wasn't thinking about you. Okay, I love you know. Just give them a kiss. Right. You know, they they could say move on. Don't don't do not make it a power struggle. They they grow up. They hopefully as a sashem, you know. And of course, you know, we said you can do everything right. You just have to dive in. Because ultimately, we are not in. We do not have that. That that that. Um, what's the word? There's no guarantees. There are no, no guarantees. guarantees. No guarantees. Listen, David Amalach is a great person. Yeah. Right. He had a child that wanted to kill him. <laughs> you know, like it's pretty bad. So we're no guarantees. We're good company. You know, we're good company. As if 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 the has other has other ideas, we have to do the best that we can do. Be able to look at ourselves and say, "I did my best. I did. Right. I did my best. I tried my best, and I reached out for help. And I was part of Adel's parenting group. And yeah. you know, I, I did all that. And and this is what I call the sparkles. Yeah, we have to dive in. We have to dive in a lot. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, the challenge that speaks loudest to me is the um, is the challenge of backing it up because it, it once you get into the expression mode, it's easy to to express all of it, but but the um, the genuine interest and the noticing the strengths and the leaving aside the criticism and all that stuff is what um, what speaks loudest to me. It's it's to me it's the challenge is the all or nothing. Like I know I'm going to be critical, so I might as well just you know, leave the expression to the side because it's not going to be backed. But that's an all or nothing approach, which is never good. No. Agreed. Um, okay. And anything else you can add about, just because we're starting this topic, uh, when we, we always talk about love, we talk about unconditional love. 
why are we so focused on unconditional love? Like what would, what would be the condition? The condition is if you clean up your room, then I love you. If you do the dishes that I want you to do them, then I love you. If you get good grades, then I love you. Um, um, In other words, if, if, uh, if we have tremendous glee when our children do things that we want them to do that are helpful to us and we get very upset and, and very negative with them if they're not doing, then very often the, the, the message that they're getting is when I do what you want me to do, you love me. And when I don't do it, you don't love me. And it, it, we love you. I love you mm-hmm. no matter what. I'm, I'm going to still make supper for you and I'm going to still get you things and I'm going to still do what you need. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't treat you in a, in a, it's not, it's not, um, it, even when I reprimand you, it's in a loving way. It's not with anger. It's, um, it's for your benefit. It's not about me. It's about you. Um, and I'm here to help you become the best person that you can be. And so therefore, when you, um, um, you don't make your bed in the morning. I'm not making it for you, and I'm going to remind you to do it. But I'm going to do it in a loving way, and and um, it's really for your benefit. Um, I'm going to tell you that if you you know ask you if you didn't do well on your test, I'll ask you did you study the, as best as you could. And if you say yes, then fine. If you didn't, then I'll say then maybe next time we need to study together, or maybe you need some help. Or um, I'm not. I don't love you any less, but I want you to be the best person that you can be. So therefore. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to comment on it. It's a good idea, just as far as tests and things like that are concerned, to tell them ahead of time, I saw you studied for this. I saw you put in a lot of effort, instead of when they come home, how did you do? Because how did you do means I want to know what the outcome was. And sometimes we don't have that much control over the outcome. Some kids are just not as good test takers as others. But if a person works on the media of working hard at something that is going to go with them through life. So I know that's like a little bit of a, a tangent, but um, it, it's important how, how we um, express ourselves and when we express ourselves. But the important thing is when we do discipline that it's done, it's done with, with, without anger. And of course that's black and white, but it, that there shouldn't be anger involved because anger is always about the person that's expressing the anger. Okay. This has been great. Um, it will be a great start to our topic. Okay, and, and we'll do I'm it again. I'm sure that we'll have more questions next <laughs> now okay. once we get more into it. So okay. thank you so much. You're so welcome. Your time and your help.